Good morning. For some reason, we are always continually tempted to judge people by their appearances. If they drive the right car or have the big truck, if they wear the right clothes and go to the right parties, if they live in the right neighborhoods and are in the right circles, we tend to think very well of them. If not, if they do not possess these things, subconsciously, a lot of times we may look down on them. And this is a natural tendency for all of us living in a fallen world. And this tendency is powerfully encouraged in today's society because of the development and spread of mass media and social media. Mass and social media thrive on appearances, on good looks, on images, sounds, and headlines that capture our attention at first glance. Mass and social media is by nature superficial. It reinforces the temptation to judge people by appearances. But that's not how Jesus judges people. No, that's not how Jesus thinks of us. This is not the criteria by which he looks upon us. And turning to St. James in today's second reading, we are reminded of this fundamental aspect of Jesus Christ, that he, vow, that he values us not because of what we look like, how much money we have, or how popular we are. No, Jesus instead looks to something deeper. What matters to him is not what we have, but who we are. Who we are, that we are children of God created in his image and likeness and in need of his saving grace. And if that's what matters to Jesus, then that's what ought to matter for us, his followers, his believers, the members of his church. That's why St. James drives home the lesson that we should treat all people with sincere respect, regardless of what they look like or what they can do for us. Jesus Christ died on the cross not out of a generic love for humankind, but out of a specific, unconditional, redeeming love for every single person. His interest in and dedication to every individual explains why racism, terrorism, anti-Semitism, and every form of prejudice and injustice are sinful. As his followers, we are called to imitate Christ's universal love, to live out a love that goes beyond simple appearances. One of the most famous examples of God's hankering after the heart of looking past appearances is found in the Old Testament in the story of King David. We all remember how King Saul, the first king of ancient Israel, became corrupt and how his corruption led him into outright disobedience to God's specific commands. And thus the prophet Samuel was instructed to remove the kingly blessing from Saul and to anoint a new king. God led Samuel to the family of a prosperous shepherd named Jesse from Bethlehem. And from that family, the new king would be chosen. Jesse had seven strapping sons in the prime of young manhood. And Samuel was impressed by the first one and even more impressed with each subsequent, subsequent one that was brought before him. But as he met them one by one, 
the Lord kept telling him this was not the one he had chosen. At one point, God spoke to Samuel's heart saying, take no notice of his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God does not see man as man sees. Man looks at appearances, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's from 1 Samuel 16, 7. When they had gone through all seven of Jesse's grown sons, Samuel had still not found the one God had chosen. So Samuel asked Jesse if he had any more sons, almost in desperation, there has to be another. And Jesse said there was one more, a mere boy who was out tending the sheep. Samuel sent for him and even though he was just a boy, weak and small by any human standard, he turned out to be the one God had chosen to become the great king of the chosen people and the ancestor of the Messiah, that of David. Christ looks beyond appearances and he thinks and loves at a deeper level. With grace, we can learn to do the same and if we do, we will experience two worthwhile benefits. First, we will experience greater interior peace and confidence. One of the deepest needs of the human heart is the need to be loved, to be appreciated, to be affirmed, to simply be acknowledged. And the world around us tells us to fulfill that need by focusing on appearances, on things that in time will pass away, such as money, good looks, success, achievements, popularity. But all these things are fragile. They come and they go. To quote the prophet, they are but vanities, vapor on the wind. And if we build our love and appreciation on a fragile foundation, we will always be interiorly insecure, interiorly fearful, and full of anxiety. But once we realize that God looks much deeper and that his appreciation and love for us is not based on what we do, but who we are, his beloved children, then we have a foundation that can never be shaken. Failure, weakness, flaws, even sins, none of these things lessens God's love for us. He looks deeper than all of these things and we don't have to earn his love and so we don't have to be afraid of losing it. That is something that for me has taken a long time to come to terms with in my own life. That he loves me and I don't have to earn that love. That he loves me for who I am authentically. The second benefit of learning to see ourselves and others as God sees us is that it helps us bring peace to others. When we judge others by appearances, natural conflicts between personalities, race, and opinions, these all cause divisions, rivalry, and resentment. But when we recognize that in Christ we are all brothers and sisters, we become more capable of healing divisions, turning rivalries into partnerships, and staving off resentment with, with sincere respect. I think of how we live that out here anytime disaster strikes. Okay, one only has to think of the last week and a half with the recent storm that's come through of the great generosity and the great outpouring of love and respect, of acknowledgement of the other, 
that has come through the aid that we have given to the stranger. In a few moments, we will receive what appears to be simple bread and wine, but underneath those appearances will be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As he renews his commitment to us in this Mass, let us renew our commitment to him and ask for the grace to follow his example of looking beyond mere appearances. In this way, he will remove the spiritual blindness and the spiritual deafness and the spiritual muteness that some of us carry in our hearts because of allowing these things to take, these appearances to take primacy over who someone is. In that way, we will be able to see others as Christ sees them. We will be able to hear them as Christ hears them. And with that, that impediment removed from our tongue, we'll be able to speak words of affirmation and comfort, to speak those words of Christ to those whom we encounter. May we all do so as we live our lives. Amen.